Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of This Week in Finance, a weekly series where I take some topics from the craziness that has happened in the past week in finance and I discuss them here. I give you the facts, I give you my thoughts, I give you my opinions, and I open discussion up in the comments section. And if you're listening via a podcast form and you either can't see the video or there is no comment section, the comment section is over on YouTube. So go ahead and check out the Financial Friends page there. But without further ado, leave a like on this video, share or repost the podcast wherever you can. Let's go ahead and dive right into today's topics. We're gonna touch on Disney, Apple, and the Federal Reserve, not in that order, Let's go ahead and get into things. So first things first, this happened very, very early on Sunday, actually, pretty much the beginning of this week. Bob Chapek, the former, or now former, I should say, CEO of Disney, is no longer. Bob Iger has stepped back in. I'm going to try and call them Chapek and Iger, or at least make sure I use their last name whenever talking, because both of their first names are Bob. But what we have here is a former CEO returning to a massive entertainment conglomerate in Disney. Mr. Iger is returning on a two-year deal. <laughs> this isn't sports, but he is pretty much coming back for about two years. Now, the quote was uh, from the actual you know, memo, the actual release itself here, quote, with a mandate from the board to set the strategic direction for renewed growth and to work closely with the board in developing a successor to lead the company at the completion of his term. So he's signing a two-year deal. I think he's going to be compensated up to like $27 million a year to accomplish this, to work with the board, set a strategic direction for renewed growth, and work closely to get a successor at the completion of his term. Now, of course, after being with the company for, I believe, 15 years, he was tasked prior to bring a new CEO to the company. Now, he hired within, as most Disney employees or former CEOs were right from within the business, and he hired Chapek. He hired the person who they're now letting go, and the perplexity of this whole entire situation is the board had just re-signed Chapek to a three-year extension to continue to be CEO just five months before this announcement was made. This announcement reportedly also wasn't something that was planned, but rather came about Friday and was done by Sunday. It took a weekend. The reason that we assume that this was happening was the former C or I'm sorry, the current CFO of the company, as well as some other executives were raising concerns to the board about their most recent earnings call. They didn't like the way that JPEG handled it. And I don't think clearly they liked the direction the company was headed with JPEG at the helm. They suffered a $1.47 billion loss in their streaming division. Those losses have continued to mount, this being the largest loss since they've launched this streaming platform. Now, again, the perplexities continue. Mr. Chapek was essentially continuing, other than a restructuring that he did, with the exact plan that Iger had laid out. Take this streaming, make it our baby, make it our future, and continue to push forward. The one thing, or the, I guess the combination of these few very interrelated things was Chapek's personality that was disliked. People felt he didn't handle some of the political tensions surrounding Disney in the proper way. 
he didn't address employees in the proper way, and he put power in the hands of too few people at the company that actually removed power from creatives and handed it off to Kareem Daniel, who you can see here in this headline, has left the business or the company. Now, what Iger is doing right now is announcing another restructuring. My assumption is a restructuring probably back to something similar to when he was CEO. This, of course, kicks Kareem Daniel out, probably doesn't have a spot in this new restructuring, and, quote, puts the puts more, I'm um, pardon, puts more decision-making back in the hands of our creative teams and rationalized costs. So that quote being from here, it's in the newsletter that I post as well. If you want to get a written version of this sent to your email every single week, you can do so. Uh, check my Twitter link down below. You can sign up right in my Twitter bio. But nonetheless, um, that's what's going to be happening from Iger immediately. There's a town hall being held on Monday, so by the time you watch this, it'll be held tomorrow. Look out for some news as to what Iger's plan is with the business moving forward. That's about all I have fact-wise on this topic. Now, opinion-wise, I don't know what to think. Uh, I was one of the few, at least I think the few, that thought JPEG was doing a pretty solid job. I didn't really think he was doing anything outside of the box. He wasn't stretching anything too far. Now, of course, people will argue that the creatives of Disney are the most important people. The entertainment is the flywheel. You create good entertainment and it spins that flywheel. You can then do, you know, spinoffs of that, TV shows of that, sell merch of that, create worlds of that at uh, Walt Disney World and, and rides and all of these other things that you can do if you just create good content. You want to put your content at the center of your focus, your employees, your creatives at the center of your focus. I think Chapek understood that, but didn't act on it. He was saying one thing and showing another by actually restructuring the business to pull some power away from those creatives. Those creatives, of course, the same people that didn't really love the way he handled different political situations. Of course, long run, if Iger gets to hit the company, I think that would be ideal for Disney. He was a fantastic leader, of course, pulling some questionable stunts there at the end with really, really, really big acquisitions. But those are the acquisitions that are fueling the business today. I don't know what's going to happen into the future. I don't know who he's going to lay out as the next CEO, but with two years to figure it out, I hope he can come to a pretty good conclusion as to who should be in that new CEO spot. Now, moving forward a little bit more macro than micro, um, we're going to dive into the Fed minutes. I'm not going to read word for word, but I am going to highlight this one word that they put in there called soon. They said Fed officials see smaller hikes coming, quote, soon. The quote from the actual um, minutes itself is, quote, a substantial majority of participants judged that a slowing in the pace of increase would likely soon be appropriate. The uncertain lags and magnitudes associated with the effects of monetary policy actions on economic activity and inflation were among the reasons cited regarding why such an assessment was important. Essentially, what they're saying here is, look, we know that we need to probably pull back, and the quote is right here if you'd like to look at it, we know we need to pull back on these rate hikes, at least at some point. The reason being, as we continue to make these increases, we're building up that base rate, and you can see it directly affected in your life with your credit card rates, your variable uh, debt, any variable debt you have, that rate is going up. If you're looking for a new loan, a car loan, whatever it might be, that rate has since increased since you probably looked at it the last time. Therefore, as that builds up, 
then people start to take on this new debt at those higher rates because there are people who aren't just going to be able to sit on the sidelines. They need that debt to fuel their lifestyle or to continue to consume or whatever it might be to just support themselves. That debt's now going to be factored in on their new paychecks, their new um, payments, whatever it is. And then we will start to see the down, unfortunate downfall of some people's financial picture. For example, let's say you bring in $1,000, all is good, all debt is fixed. You now have $1,000 every, say, two weeks to go spend. But as soon as you have to take out a new credit card, a new personal loan, a new mortgage, and instead of having a 3% rate on, say, your mortgage or a 4% rate, you're now having a 7% rate on your mortgage, that is going to affect you in a negative way. But that takes time. Consumers need to go out into the debt markets, consume that debt, bring it back into their household, and then make those payments. And that's when we start to see things unfold. That's why they mention these lags, these you know magnitudes we're building up to now. We don't quite know how it's going to affect everything in a year from now. And we're starting to see inflation, or we did at least in the last print, tick down a little bit, but we're not seeing it go completely away. What they do think, though, is that if we continue to have these increases, we could actually potentially damage financial stability in the economy past a point of return, or at least the the, the point where we don't want it to go into just straight recession. And so they're trying to be delicate, maybe ease up the wording that they use. Of course, this is a minute, so this is exactly what they're thinking, but the wording that they use in any speech, in any minutes, in anything is crucial because it kind of determines what people think. If people think rates are going to start to slow, then they might start to act like they're going to slow. There's a lot of things they can do. They can pull on your heartstrings, your emotions, your psychology, your inferential ability, and they're doing that here. Now, what do I personally think this is going to happen or, or affect moving forward? I think it's going to affect exactly what they want it to affect. I don't really think there's any opinionated stance here other than should they or shouldn't they be doing this. We need inflation to go away. I think as we continue to raise those rates, it will go away. But again, mentioning the whole lagging ability of raising these rates, it's not something that you just raise, 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 raise until you see what you want to see. Because if you keep it at that level, let's say for a year, two years, you're going to start to see negative effects past what you even wanted to have initially. So as you raise, you need to find the sweet spot to where you can hold that rate for a while and things will kind of be okay. You can't raise way too high because what are you going to have to do as soon as things start to look really, really terrible and you start getting political pressures? You're going to have to drop rates. We're going to just end up in this cycle where we raise, drop, raise, drop, raise, drop. And we're already doing that. We've already proven that that's what the Fed is going to be doing. But I think if we can find a sweet spot that we can hold for a little bit of an extended period of time, let things kind of come back to center because right now they're just up and down, up and down, at least in my personal opinion. So um, expectations, at least by the market, are a 0.5% rate hike in December. We'll see how that actually unfolds. People are going to kind of perceive that we're going to start to taper back and see some smaller hikes coming soon. 0.5, I think, is the assumption. 0.5 is what I think we will get. If they do 0.75, there might be a little bit of a red day uh, with people not really liking that. Markets not really liking that. But we will stay tuned for December. The last story here, I'm going to try and get through this one quick because there's a bajillion ads on my screen. 
uh, worst website ever to be on it. Yeah, look, you can already see it's killing the memory of my response. This is Daily Mail or Mail Online. They released this article saying that Apple was interested in purchasing Manchester United, the soccer team, um, as the people who currently own it are looking to sell it. The soccer team as a whole has been relatively unprofitable as of late. I don't think they've been doing well on the field and they're not doing well off the field financially either. I posted this on Twitter. This is kind of where I want to stay <laughs> more so. Um, the Daily Mail says Apple is interested for purchasing Manchester United for 5.8 billion pounds. I don't know quite what that translates to actual US dollars. I didn't do the actual translation, uh, but it makes sense for Apple in terms of content. They're diving into the world of sports with the MLS and MLB right now for Apple TV+. The rumor is, and this is again, really pure rumor, that Tim Cook is the one interested in making this deal go through. I mentioned in, again, my article, if you want to read that, you can sign up directly from Twitter in my bio, um, that these reports came with no true sources. They actually said that Apple is interested in buying, but never said because of this or because of that. They just mentioned Tim Cook was the one pulling the strings. This got a lot of attention on Twitter from my followers and from other people as well. Go ahead and follow my Twitter if you're interested. Um, but a lot of people are saying they don't think this is a good move. It's an interesting move, but not something they think that they should actually do. They have other worries, other things going on. Obviously, Foxconn right now is, is a really big issue with the potential for Apple iPhone productivity to be 30% of what it was or a 30% decrease. Um, a lot of people don't assume that Apple, even if they make an investment in this, are going to be able to sustain the investment because again, it's a losing profitable <laughs> or un losing soccer team, unprofitable business to operate. Not to mention they would have to revamp supposedly the entire stadium. So Apple's name is being thrown around in this. I think at a more macro level, a Apple acquisition of something is very interesting. We will dive into that maybe in a video, talk about all the things that Apple's been rumored to buy recently. People are looking at Peloton as an option, clearly Manchester United as an option, as well as Disney as an option. Don't hate the messenger. I'm just letting you know. Leave your thoughts and your concerns about those three specific companies or soccer teams down below in the comments. Do you think Apple should do any of that? And also leave your thoughts on any of these stories as well. I do appreciate your support, your viewership, your commenting, your liking, your subscribing. This has been an amazing run. Financial Friends is a great place to be and will continue to be a great place to be for years to come. Thank you very much. Leave a like, subscribe, and I will see you all in the next one. Take care.